Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Today, I am here with Paige, Jana, Heather, and Michelle. And we are, again, so excited to be with you. You know, I think we've mentioned our kids and how old they are. So my my babies, although they're hardly babies, they recently turned eight. And the night before their birthday, I posted on Instagram about this silly tradition that we have of decorating their bedroom door after they fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So that, I know, it is a cute yes. idea. So that when they wake up in the morning, they open the door and the first thing that they see are a whole bunch of streamers. And to my surprise, Michelle here, <laughs> so we're both like late night out, so it's like a late conversation on Instagram, and Michelle mentioned that she's got an even crazier version of this tradition. What's your version, Michelle? So I just said, oh my gosh, I should have just done that, but I sneak into their room when they're asleep, and I decorate their whole room while they're oh asleep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right? Oh, that's intense. Yeah. So I have to wait till they're asleep, yeah. and then and then I also do the door, and I should have just done the door. Yeah. We, yeah. Think, love we do the door. Oh, like I bet we they all the streamers like a big wall of yeah. like a car wash. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, like yeah. it's like a car wash that you go through. And sometimes, yeah. if I'm being really tricky, I like crisscross them so they can't get out. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought that was um, awesome of me. And then I'm like, wow, Michelle, <laughs> you're taking it to a new level. Like I struggle with just the tooth fairy, you know? Yeah. Oh, I just yeah, getting in, right? Right. So, so I was like excited um, that Michelle and I had this in common. And it, sometimes it's comforting to know that someone might be a little bit more crazy than you are. <laughs> No offense. <laughs> taken. But like this that. got me thinking as, as Michelle and I were having this exchange about the little traditions that we start as a family that we just can't stop. I have tried to halt this tradition and my kids hint at it. And Michelle said that her kids did the same thing. They like leave her notes reminding her <gasps> about this. So they oh, don't forget. So the night gosh. before they go to bed, they leave. Mom, don't forget to decorate my room. <laughs> What's supposed to be a fun surprise? Yeah. yeah. There now is an expectation. Right. 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 So right. this got me thinking that lots of traditions that we have might fall in this category of family traditions that actually make us very tired. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Because of this, these expectations. So some of these birthday things that I started some of them date back all the way to 2005 when my first child was just turning one. But now here we are over a decade later and there's four more kids. And so I'm doing all these things times four and it's just exhausting. Yeah. I had no idea just how much my kids would look forward to these things, which is great, but also just how tired some of these traditions would make me feel. And <laughs> I know. Yes. So we love our families, right? And we love traditions, but today I wanted to talk candidly about this love-hate relationship that traditions can bring. Can you guys relate to that? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I, I was like, just thinking, I have a love-hate relationship with traditions. Yes, yeah. that's what it is. Uh-huh. It's a love-hate. Uh-huh. And maybe it's because we're mothers and maybe more of these responsibilities fall on our shoulders. I'm not sure. But I wanted to just honestly talk about this because mm-hmm. I think um, that some, even like Pinterest can make us feel like like we shouldn't have this love-hate relationship. So 
let's talk a little bit about what traditions that your family might have or that you might have in your family that you just can't quit, <laughs> even if you might want to. Hmm. That we can't get rid of? <laughs> yes. Like, I remember one night that I didn't feel well, and so I went to bed before doing the streamers on the door. And my to my surprise, I woke up in the morning, and my husband had done it for me. Oh, Isn't that's that sweet. sweet. I know. Yeah, that's really sweet. He he won that that award that that year, and I don't even know how it started, but um, I think that we all have these things that we got into. Another one of mine, uh, a lot of these in my family for some reason revolve around birthdays. So I like to make cakes, and we do these custom birthday cakes every year. And when I only had one child, it was really fun. But three of my four kids, their birthdays all are in the same month. And so it can be exhausting. And recently, the last birthday, my husband said, why don't you just go to the bakery and have a cake made? And I'm like, oh, honey, that's not going to be an option. I wish it were, but I can't quit this tradition. So do you have anything like that? Why? Because it's fulfilling for you or because you want to be fulfilling for them? That's a great question. And I was actually thinking about that. I think that ultimately they wouldn't care as long as they felt loved, but it's become um, an expectation. It goes back to these expectations where they get to choose exactly what they want and they help me find pictures of what they want. Mm -hmm. But it's also, I realize that I show love for my kids through their birthdays. Got it. So I think it's an expression of that. And I also like show love through them, like decorating their room. Like they all have these really cute rooms that reflect them. And anyway, that's a whole different um, podcast on decorating. But do you, can you think of anything that falls along those same categories? Or maybe we can just stick well, with birthdays. Yes, sure. go ahead. Yeah. So we do clam chowder and bread bowls for Christmas Eve, which okay. is super fun. Right. Right. And, but this is interesting, and I'm going to give a huge thing away about myself here. Even when I was like a teenager, I would balk at family traditions. I'm like, why do we have to do it the same way every time? Mm-hmm. It's this creative spirit in me, yes. right, that always wants to reinvent. And so I do a lot of reinventing, and I don't, there's not a lot of things that we do the same. But our kids really count on that clap chowder and bread bowls thing. And so even one year I went and bought this huge salmon and marinated it for three days. And then my daughter's oh, like, no. but we have to have the clam chowder and the bread bowl. I'm like, okay. you know. So there is some of that. Yeah. 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 You just can't quit them. It's funny because at my core, I think I want to do them. Right. I do. Right. I want to be able to have all the energy in the world right. and, and decorate their rooms. But then I have to remember not to fall asleep before they do. And I have to remember mm-hmm. um, to make sure I have streamers right. and I have to go places. And I have to remember that I keep stuff in my house and that I plan things in advance. And so I think I want to do things, but it's just the tiredness that makes me yeah. not yeah. want to. For sure. I just need to work on not being so tired. <laughs> right? That's what needs to happen. The tradition is easy. <laughs> so, like, uh, ours, we, so the one I'm thinking of is just like what you were mentioning with cakes. And yeah. I started with our son, and, like, if you look at his first couple of years, his birthday cakes are, like, way over the top. And yeah. I did them all. And then there did come a point where it was like, I want to offer this to you, but my I would stay up to, like, four in the morning the night yeah. before trying to fix it. And then it was like, do you really even... Do you care enough about this that it's worth what I'm doing here? That's huge to ask. And I've started to realize that some of our kids, that's not a big deal to them. So, like, there's three of our kids who their cake matters. Like, 
they want the mermaid tail and it has to shimmer and it has to really yes. look oh good my scales. God. Yes, I am feeling that. And I that. have to figure Ooh. out the flamingo, which by the way, if you ever tried to make a flamingo cake, it's no. so stupid. Don't ever try to do that. <laughs> but, but then I have another set of kids that like, they just care that it's pink. They don't care what shape it is. They don't care what it uh-huh. looks like. Mm-hmm. And so the tr- I think what I've come to learn is that, especially when it's showing individual people love, which yes. is what birthdays do, right? Yeah. It's a love right. ritual that shows love to an individual. Right. It's more important for me to take note of what makes them feel special than the fact that I've always done it a certain way. Ooh, I love that. I love that. And as that. soon I as I was that. able to say, wait, this is way more about making you feel special on your birthday than it is the way I've we've always done it. Mm-hmm. The tradition stayed the same. Our tradition is on your birthday, we do all we can to make you feel special. Yeah. Not on your birthday, our tradition is you get a fancy cake. Mm-hmm. And I stayed so, all night long to make Right. It. So once we switched it and, and made sure that the tradition was actually what we cared about the most... It, it has a unique, it, it looks a little bit di- different for every kid. Plus it's way, is it stressful the word I want? It's way less stressful yeah. because I know that I actually spent energy doing something they care about. Yeah. yeah. So, and which is awesome. I love that. And I think I, I'm, my kids are a little bit younger than yours. So I'm hoping that I get to that place more significantly. I know when they were tiny, I used to plan the heck out of their birthday parties, but there's only so many things that you can pin a tell on mm-hmm. before you run out of birthday party ideas. Mm-hmm. And so now we just like, you can have your birthday party anywhere that I can hire it out. So like we get to that point. Yeah. When you think, modify. Well, yeah. and I had, I had a crazy experience. My husband and I hadn't been married very long. And we had gone to dinner with some old family friends we had. And long story short, this family and our family used to celebrate Father's Day together. And so they would take their dad and blindfold him and put him in a car and drive him all around town to get him confused. And this is before, like, cell phones and, you know, all this. So we literally had to, like, call each other on the phone and say, leave your house at 2 We'll meet at the park at 2.45. Mm-hmm. And we would drive my dad around blindfolded and confuse him. And we'd show up at the same place. Shit. And then we'd have a picnic. And when we rolled in, we'd open the van door and my dad would step out and we'd unblindfold him and we'd go about our business. Well, they had all boys and they were wrestlers. And so when they opened their van door, their dad like fell out and he was always bleeding and his glasses were always <gasps> oh. broken. And they literally spent the whole time just beating the crud out of him. And they loved it. And if you ask them what their favorite tradition or ritual was, they would say that they cared more about Father's Day than Christmas. Like, they would have rather done Father's Day twice than gotten Christmas presents. Wow. So here we are, and I'm married, and my husband's there, and I think we had our son at the time. And we're meeting with their family. We've all gone out to dinner. You know, we've since gone our own directions. Mm -hmm. And we started talking about those really good memories. And their dad started crying. Mm Mm-hmm. And everyone's looking at him and we're like, grown man crying mm-hmm. yeah. public. What, what do we do with this? And he went on to say that father's day was his least favorite day of the year. He said, I hated father's day. Mm-hmm. And he looked at us and he said, really at his boys who everyone's like backing up, like, Oh gosh, Oh gosh. And he said, what part of beating me up once a year may would make you think that I felt loved. And, you know, as we kind of just observed, they had to take in this space where, you know, he'd done it for them and that's fine. But I think one of the biggest things we should worry about when it comes to any ritual or tradition we do is, is it really doing what we hope it's doing? Yeah. And in that case, it didn't. I mean, we did that for nine years in a row, the poor guy. (laughs) He got new glasses every Father's Day for nine years. And it's fine. And he was so excited to see the joy that they felt. But in hindsight, like... I think sometimes we find ourselves overextended in rituals and can't stand them and we're tired in them. 
Because we've lost sight of what it's there for. It did more damage than good. Absolutely. And once we lose sight of it, you know, we can't see how someone feels loved or with the spirit we want in our home at Christmas or because we get so caught up in what that ritual might be. Right. And if we go to those big holidays, I know I catch myself where I'm trying to create this magical Christmas and I'm like, can't you just be quiet? I've got all these things. Like, like I end up being like that mom that's just like with her bear claws out where I'm trying to create love in my home and the, the weight of the traditions creates the reverse Mm -hmm. effect. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we can all get caught up in that. And I, so then one thing that we can already learn from this, this podcast today is that as we're evaluating our traditions, big ones and small ones, the number one thing that we need to ask ourselves is, is this really showing love or is, is this really doing what we want? You know, is this really, and you know, there's a couple, there's so much research on this, which is super cool, but birthday rituals, things like that. Those are love rituals. They're meant to show one person love. Yes. And, and lots of times we do stuff that doesn't really show them love, like throw the surprise party for the shy person. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh Really. And they walk in, right. And they walk in and they're just like, this is horrible. You don't know me at all. Why would you do this for me? Yeah. And we have that tradition. Why? Well, because we love it. (laughs) (laughs) Not because it makes them feel loved because the person who threw the party thinks Surprise parties are awesome. Mm-hmm. We yeah. throw the person who threw the surprise party a surprise party. A surprise party. party. Yes. Yes. There we and go. we need yeah. to take, you know, the shy person out to a quiet dinner with her closest friends. Yes. <laughs> yes. But we don't yeah. think of it like that. Because I think, like, you're asking, why do they drive us nuts? Well, sometimes they drive us nuts because they're not accomplishing what we started out to accomplish. And so it's frustrating to put energy into those things, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think that some of these the tiredness that comes with this is a phase. And, you know, yeah. when you're little, when you have little families, you're tired because they're up all the time. And then when you have a little bigger group of kids, you're tired because their activities don't end. And mm-hmm. I, I think that the feelings that we have evolve and change as our family grows. But then I imagine that our my own family traditions will change as well when the kids start getting bigger and leaving the house and, and you know, and things move on, mm-hmm. but um, they have to modify. Right? Yeah. They have to be flexible. Absolutely. Flexible. You know, my husband has this funniest quote and honestly, I think it applies to addiction is what he uses it for. You know, don't ever start anything that you don't want to end up doing <laughs> for the rest of your life, but that's traditions, right? <laughs> don't start something that your kids are going to count on every single year. Yeah, at awesome. no, right? It's so funny. <laughs> so true. I have, a, so my sister-in-law was recently <laughs> visiting us and her family's like <laughs> behind mine. So she just, she actually has twins also and her twins just turned one and we were having this conversation and everything that she kept saying was, well, I did this with my first, so I feel like I have to do it with, with my yeah. twins. And of course a singleton and a twin mm-hmm. relationship, like they're totally different and you yeah. can't really have the same standards, but it reminded me as she kept saying this over and over again, like, well, I did this with, with her. So now I need to do this with them. And I think part of the tradition thing too, like we're talking about love, but I think there's the sense of equality. 
that plays into it. Some mm-hmm. of the things that we do, we do because we want to be fair. But who made up that rule? Yeah. Is it like written Some. I mean, like, I don't it's know. It's not a law. It yeah. came it's like, not in my religious text. It came yeah, like, in my mother package. Like, <laughs> it was like there when like, I became I a mom. Like, it was just already there. I think there. we could delete the chapter that says just because you did it this way means you always, you die doing I, it that which way. Which then opens up a great conversation with the family. Like, I feel like everything we've discussed so far, we could easily have a discussion with children. Like, For hey, sure. the cakes are taking over my life. Is there another option? What are our yeah. options? Or even, even if it's not, because I sometimes then feel like, then we feel like guilty. Like I'm admitting yeah. to you that I can't manage this yeah, for you. I, yeah. So yeah. what if you turn it the other way and it's just, hey, Thursday's your birthday. How will you feel awesome that day? Yes. What can we do as a family so you feel uh-huh. awesome? Yes. Uh-huh. And I know which kid's going to look at me and say, you can make me a flamingo cake. <laughs> right. And I'm going to go, you're on. I got uh-huh. it. And I also know that our four-year-old's going to look at me and she doesn't even like cake and thinks it's yeah. kind of stupid. And so she's going to say, <laughs> I want to go do this. Yeah. I want to go do that. Yeah. And and then we're, we're all positive and I'm not feeling like I have to admit some sort of, you know, <laughs> defeat. Mm-hmm. Well, what makes this day awesome? Let's do that. If it's cake, sweet. If it's not sweet, great conversation. Yeah. Right. And I think that, I don't know what's happening with my throat, but I think that conversation (laughs) is so awesome. Um, we finally did that with my kids. So I smartly as, as a young mom, my kids' birthdays are about two weeks apart and in between their birthdays is Christmas. Oh, so we do birthday, Christmas birthday at our Mm -hmm. house and it is a sea of presents and craziness. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like it, it, from the very beginning, I felt weird sending birthday birthday invitations out to all of my friends' moms. We have that yeah. same thing. My kids' friends' moms because it's like Christmas and we're like, hey, bring us a present too and yeah. try to do all these things. So I smartly decided that we were only doing one friend birthday a year and so they rotate. So yeah. if it's if it's my daughter's turn for a birthday, Gavin has just a family party. And if, if it's Gavin's birthday, then Macy just has a family party. So that was one smart thing that I did from the very beginning. But I do not love birthday parties. I do not love friend birthday parties. Hate them. Okay. Um, I love how she starts out with, I don't really like them. Hate them. So it's so much work. I don't necessarily love to be responsible for other people's children and entertaining them for a long time. And I love them all, but there's so much pressure to have like this big giant thing. So finally I decided, okay, we're not doing it at my house. We're going to go somewhere else. So whether that's nickel city or something going to a movie or whatever, like we come up with this event, but then I realized I didn't even like that. (laughs) And I know I'm terrible. I'm a terrible human. No, you're not, (laughs) but you're real. I love it. I finally said to my son, this was two years ago and I love this so much. I said to him, he said, you can either have a birthday party or I will give you $50. (gasps) That's awesome. And, and he probably was like, because done. parties are yeah. expensive. Yeah. Parties yeah. Are done. It probably yeah. cost me 150 yes. bucks. Yeah. To yeah. 10 kids. Yeah. To Nickel yeah. city. Right. And he was like, $50. Oh yeah. Cause that's so much for it. Uh, so yeah. much. And yeah. he said, yeah. and he said, can I still go to the movies? And I said, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like, I think part of it is, uh, it, to your point is what makes people feel loved and uh-huh. what makes them, how do they f- feel celebrated? And here's, I also am catching myself thinking there are things I want on my birthday. There, there are things that mm-hmm. I care about, mm-hmm. ways I want to be, be celebrated mother's day. Okay. I have, I have expectations. There are things <laughs> that I like, right. But I also think that if somebody were to come to me and have a conversation that says, Hey, I want to make you feel loved. Here are some suggestions and ideas. Like I let's make this a fun time for you. I'm totally open to a conversation mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And you know, there will be times where my son will pick having a birthday party. I'm totally fine with that, mm-hmm. but at least it's, at least we're going in knowing that's exactly what he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, and, and rituals are there for reasons, right? Like we, we kind of look at how people have had rituals and traditions for send, you know, eons, how yeah. big you want to go with whatever words we know. And it all comes down to kind of the same three or four benefits. Connection is one. <laughs> Predictability is one, which is why kids mm-hmm. love them so yes. much because yes. they're predictable, which is why we can't give them up because we've eaten the same thing for Christmas Eve mm-hmm. since we were born. Right. And it's mm-hmm. predictable. But rituals do other things. Like they give us a, a chance to figure out who we are, our identities based mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. And they also give us a, a way to learn things. Like that's how we teach values in a lot of instances is through these rituals and traditions. Interesting. So if you go down again, I think so that this isn't so exhausting and overwhelming and you look at what the benefits tend to be and what our goals and aims are for them, it dramatically changes how exhausted we have to be with them. Mm-hmm. Like we, I don't think we have to be that tired. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. because when we're that tired, they might have good memories, but we don't. No. <laughs> good yeah. memories. And, and we, we miss, I don't know. We miss the mark sometimes I think because we're so tired. Yeah. Or we opt in, right? Yes. So we just decide. Yeah, you have to just we opt in. Opt in and, and yeah. we decide that this is important to us. For so sure. the last birthday party that we did, I was making Xbox controller cakes. Mm-hmm. So just imagine that. <laughs> oh my gosh. They did turn out what awesome. Weird shape. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But um, it was midnight the night before the party, and I am baking cakes in the kitchen at midnight because I'm busy, and that was the best time. Plus, I had to be frozen because I had to cut them out. And anyway, I digress. My point being, my 13-year-old heard someone in the kitchen. So she comes out, and she's got this grin all over her face. And she's like, what are you doing making cakes at midnight? And You're like, little do you know. This I is know. early. I know. Yeah, you have no idea. But, hey, this has happened so many just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> but I had opted in, right? For right. sure. So I smiled, and I said, because I love you guys. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was about. And she giggled and laughed, and she said, well, I thought you were dad sneaking a donut, so I came out here to get one myself. Oh, and, <laughs> you know, it like, it. you get to that point where you either have to decide to be tired, but you're opted in. So you, you're there with a smile or you have to change things for sure. And I think that's a cool example of if that's how your kids feel love and you opt in by all means, like, because a lot of these things we do simply because they love it. So we do opt in. And when they come together, I mean, that's like a perfect recipe. Such a win. And and likewise, I don't like to cook, but I actually really like cooking for Thanksgiving. Like I know that Thanksgiving day is just going to be me making a cheese, a cheese ball and a few side dishes. And I don't have to make a turkey and a pie or a cake. I don't make pie, but I dream of it sometime. But (laughs) but normally like, I don't like to cook, but I choose in. Yeah. I opt in for that. And I enjoy that. I have no other demands. I'm not going to get a single phone call on Thanksgiving day from anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so I, I can stand in the kitchen, not feeling like I have to do anything else. And I, and I like that, but other times don't make me cook anything. I don't yeah. want to cook. Oh, that's no, that makes perfect story. sense. But like, I, I get what you're saying in terms of just choosing into the things that. Yeah. And so we can be know. tired and opt in if we know that we're opting in for the right reason. So maybe we just have to evaluate the things that we do and maybe we really need to take an actual inventory you know, an oral inventory with our family mm-hmm. about what's important and what isn't. Well, and like I also that. think that the other conversation that's important to have is um, I have to be conscious of choosing in or the opposite of that as resentment. Right? Yes. Yes. And that's so huge. that's huge. It's not fair to my kids 
or my husband or my family or my extended family to resent them or to resent an experience. Um, if, if I'm not willing to say something, Oh gosh, then that's like dinner time for me. Yeah. Like well, every night. I yeah. That's the dinner. same with everything, right? Like even how you were saying mother's day, you have expectations, right? You <laughs> don't get to be annoyed at the end of mother's day. If they weren't met when you never spoke up to your family Absolutely. about what they were. Right. right. The problem is, is that there's nothing romantic or whimsical about telling people what right. you want. Right. There's so, nothing romantic about resentment either. <laughs> so either way, I'm pretty sure that, right. that the speaking up route. So you just have to say, these yeah. are the things that I'm looking forward to on mother's day. And when your husband asks you, honey, what do you want? Like you have, that's your opportunity where you have to just lay it out yeah. there. You can't just say, Oh, I don't know. Surprise me. Well, and then we've got the other side where my sweet husband always not as much anymore. When we were first married would say, what do you want? And I tell him like exactly. And then he never, ever, ever brought home anything. I told him oh. ever. And then he'd say to me, well, I wanted to surprise you. And I'm like, but don't ask me. Yeah. I really actually just wanted what was on the list. I really just wanted what was on the list. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, it, it's just all about communicating. You just have to communicate. Yeah. We have this big family gathering that we do the first Sunday of every month with my dad's side of the family mm-hmm. and aunts, uncles, cousins is if you're in town, you come, everybody comes and sometimes wow. there's 20 people and sometimes there's 45 and it's this big thing. And my grandma did it for a while before she passed away. And then, that kind of fell to my aunt, who is the oldest daughter in the family. And finally, she just said, this is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a lot of work. And I love family gatherings. Like, I will move anything in the planet to try to be home. And I, I feel sad when I'm gone or traveling for something and I miss it. But she just said, hey, could we rotate it around? Or can mm-hmm. you stay and help with the dishes? And mm-hmm. so she just had Perfect. a conversation where it would be something that was enjoyable for her, too. And I think that we have to be willing to either have that conversation because I would never I would never feel good about her resenting family gathering. Right. And so I'm glad that she spoke up and now we take turns having it and we stay and help and clean as much as we can. And, um, we don't, we try to leave it better than we found it. And so I just figuring out how to have those conversations. And sometimes those conversations are with myself. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just me saying Mm -hmm. to myself, I may not love decorating the kids' rooms, but it's something that I started. I don't see how I'm going to get out of it now. I could have a conversation with them that says, Hey, I don't do this. But at the same time, I'm, I acknowledge that there are other things I don't do because I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And so I content spend 30 minutes and clean their room. And I choose that and I love it. And then yeah. I, it's just about having conversations with ourselves yeah. and others. Sorry. I think that this whole, our whole chat today, I've been thinking about family reunions because I'm watching family reunions play out on social media. Like everyone's been hitting them up. Uh, and, yeah. and so I am interested in everyone's opinion on family reunions because number one, I feel like social media brings all the family closer together. So you're caught up on everyone. But on the other hand, it's like they cost money and they cost time off of work. And there are probably a lot of really great benefits to it. And so I'm just kind of curious where everyone stands on family reunions, because I feel like they have good intentions and they're intense, like someone's planning them and Mm -hmm. someone's taking a lot of time out of their life. But at the same time, you've got two sets of families. And if you've got divorced parents, you probably have four sets of family. You know what I mean? It just gets really intense. So that I've been thinking about that tradition, how there's this like standard expectation of family reunions. What's everyone's thoughts on that? Meaning extended family. Yes. My, we don't either, but that's because we're with our family. Yeah. We're younger. Like I'm the oldest. (laughs) My husband's the oldest. So like we just have that younger dynamic. Um, I mean, there we'll have like maybe a one-hour picnic lunch or something yeah, with, okay. with aunts and uncles, but we don't have that whole 
situation. I do have a sister-in-law who married, um, her husband came from a family of 10, I think. Wow. There's a lot of them, maybe nine. Either way, it's a lot of kids. And they're all older. And in their family, they have one every two years, and they rotate through each child who plans it. Oh, interesting. And they all live around the country. So the idea yeah. was that you plan it near you, mm-hmm. and that gives the other siblings a chance to go to and travel. visit you mm-hmm. and see where you're at and all That's that. That's nice. So I thought that was that. a good idea yeah. if you were into the family reunion planning yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. I, I know for us, we don't necessarily do anything like set with my husband's family, but for us, I just have two, there's two brothers. So there's three of us and it's not so much that it's a reunion, but we have committed that once a year, we'll all be in the same place oh, cool. mm-hmm. for at least a week. Mm-hmm. Like we, and, and lots of times that's just like here, it, mm-hmm. here tends to be central and my parents are here. So sometimes my brothers will come here with their families or like, we'll all go to a brother's house, but it's kind of like once a year, let's all be in the same place. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been really great because it's a lot easier, I think, to buy in when there's that flexibility for mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's doing such different things. Mm-hmm. We live from here all the way to the other side of the country. And so we can figure it out that way. But it's worked really well because our goal, again, is to find a way to be together. Mm-hmm. Not it has to look like this on this week, in this month, at this place. Just mm-hmm. let's work to be together once a year. I like that. So. Yeah. That's made it a lot easier Those I think, are good ideas. for us personally. Well, we just have a few minutes left in our podcast today. So let's kind of do a lightning round and go around and just let say like maybe what one favorite tradition is that happened. And maybe we can focus on a smaller tradition, maybe one that started organically. It can do with birthdays or food or a holiday or anything that, that you're thinking. And I'll go first because I have one in my mind and then... We can just go around. We've just got a couple minutes left. One thing that's happened at, at our house organically is chips and salsa after church on Sunday. Oh, so yeah. Sunday that's salsa. Fun. And it's it happened usually because um, church is at a strange time and it's in between meals and we're all starving. So we come home and we break out the salsa and we have chips. And sure. it's just this thing that's happened. And I have to always make sure I've got chips and salsa mm-hmm. in, on Sundays on Sunday stocked in the pantry. Who else wants to go? I love that because that was my childhood. My mom oh. always had chips and salsa and we all love them to this day. Well, there you because, go. Yeah. I love that. Um, I'll, I'll go real quick, uh, around birthdays, since we've been talking about birthdays, we always go out to eat as a family. And I know that's probably like an everyday thing cause we eat out a lot, but it's fun just to let that person pick the place and fun. it's simple mm-hmm. and easy. I have one. Um, my mom did this thing where she, she researched this one year and made this big rice pudding with an almond in it. And then whoever found the almond mm-hmm. in the rice pudding gets the prize. It's some <laughs> Danish tradition or who knows. <laughs> anyway, we all loved it as kids and I did it one year for our kids. And now they always ask, Oh, can we do that again with the almond? And one year, once they, I put a whole bunch of different almonds in it. <laughs> they were all so sad that they never got it. <laughs> Yeah, it's cute. cute. Very cute. We we have one again, totally organic, and again on Sundays, kind of like you're describing. Which is one Sunday, I decided just for fun to get to make it like a cheese platter with, you know, brie and blue just stuff that our family loves and grapes and specifically honeycomb, and everyone loved it. And so now every Sunday, no matter what time church is, we come home, and that's always what we eat. Yeah, so we have oh, that every Sunday. That. That. And I, I want to come over. I, I, I want to have that tradition. Do you have one you want to share? No, I, I love, love yours. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, this has been such a fun conversation about small traditions, organic traditions, big traditions, family traditions, all of these traditions that often make us tired. (laughs) But I think we've learned that there are things that we can do to combat that and decide if we need to make some changes or if we're going to opt in and and love these family traditions and the good that they can do. We would love to hear what your favorite traditions are that you have. You can follow us on Instagram at from the living room. We'd love to hear about your traditions. You can direct message us or leave them over there on Instagram. Uh, Thanks again for joining us. And I hope that we can take a deep breath as we're experiencing life and these traditions and remember to even give your family traditions some living room. Thanks for coming to the living room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.